Hey, welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt, and I'm so glad you joined me today as we continue our series on characteristics of a heaven-sent revival. And I can't emphasize enough, my friends, that I believe that another heaven-sent revival is the only hope for America. We are on the very verge of losing this nation, losing the country that I, I grew up in, that many of you grew up in. There are so many ungodly changes and influences right now throughout the land. And uh, the, the solution is not a political solution. It's not an educational solution. It is a spiritual and moral solution. We must have a heaven-sent revival. And the sad thing is, so much of the church, yes, there are, I see signs of people, encouraging signs, that there are people who are sincerely turning to God and praying for genuine spiritual awakening, but it's it's got to grow, it's got to accumulate and uh, expand and uh, to where it reaches a place, there's enough people praying where it reaches a king point. And real heaven-sent revival actually comes. Throughout history, God has sent revivals and spiritual awakenings. I have documented this book in, uh, this in my book, 2,000 Years of Charismatic Christianity, which is a history of heaven-sent revival movements throughout the history of the church. It has been widely accepted. I was even invited to uh, to give a lecture at Oxford University based on the book. Uh, and and uh, it's used as a textbook in, in many colleges and seminaries. So, I mean, it's available at my website, eddiehyatt.com. Uh, it is also available on Amazon. And also, I have created a teaching manual, a study guide to go with it, because I've taught this as a course for many years in different institutions. And so there is a textbook and there is a study guide teaching manual that goes with it where you could take it and you could teach about revival and how God has sent revival uh, throughout history. God has sent several great awakenings to America that has saved America from ruin at times when she would have gone down. And that is what is needed today. Now, here, here's here's the danger. So much of the church today is turned inward upon itself, uh, turned inward upon its own success. How many numbers we have? Uh, what kind of building we have? Um, very materialistic minded, trying to impress the surrounding culture, more concerned about what people think about us than what God thinks about us. Some of you may have heard about a Easter presentation put on by a, a large church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's been in the news a lot. And because of it, I clicked on uh, the video of their Easter uh, uh, production that they did. I guess, you know, they have a large church and they have musicians and actresses and so on. My friends, it was appalling. 
they had dancers in tight clothing, twisting, gyrating. Uh, very, very came across very sensual. And it's like, what does this have to do with the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? But this is what the the church falls into when we become more concerned about what people in the surrounding culture think about us. And we're trying to reach the culture and we begin to compromise biblical truth and trying to reach the culture. And when that happens, we wind up preaching a powerless message. But my friends, yes, we are to we are to speak the truth in love, but for heaven's sake, we've got to speak the truth because the power is in the truth of the gospel. And the point I want to make in, in today's podcast is the importance of the Holy Spirit in heaven-sent revival. Because we can have a, a, a man-produced, a human-produced religious production, religious event uh, with the very best musicians and uh, and and sound effects and visuals and everything, but the, all of that can be done apart from God. Yes, we can do it in the name of the Lord, but we do it trusting in our own abilities, not trusting in Him and His Holy Spirit. And and real heaven sent revival is a work of the Holy Spirit. It is not a human-produced something. It is something from heaven. I'll never forget, Sue and I drove up the East Coast from Florida all the way up into Maine and into Canada, and we were passing through many of the cities and the places where the first great awakening took place in the 1700s, and entire communities and cities were transformed. Uh, we drove through Philadelphia. Of course, I remembered Benjamin Franklin, one of America's founders, talking about the Great Awakening in his autobiography and how the city was transformed. And from being indifferent about religion and the things of God, he said, it seems that the whole world is going religious so that now you can't walk down any street in Philadelphia without hearing songs of praise and people singing psalms coming from houses on every street. My friends, that did not happen uh, because George Whitfield had a great gospel choir or a great praise band or something. It happened because uh, he preached the uncompromised word of God. Uh, now, George Whitfield, I'm talking about George Whitfield. He was the one, the instrument that God used when this great awakening hit Philadelphia. Benjamin Franklin was a well-known printer there when this happened. This was 1739. And uh, so my point is, we were driving up the, the East Coast, and I decided to make it a prayer time where I would pray for another great awakening, another great revival that would sweep across this land. And there was one thing that I felt God said to me through those several days driving up the East Coast and just focusing on prayer and looking to God. God, do it, do it once again. And here's what came to me that I felt was from the Lord. Revival is from the Lord. You can fake it, but you can't make it. Revival is from the Lord. You can fake it, but you can't 
make it. So my friends, we cannot make, we cannot produce, we cannot plan and strategize a real revival. Now we can plan a a spiritual event. We can plan and a, some a, a series of meetings and call it a revival, or we can call it something else. We can have a worship event. We can have something, and God may move and work. But we must never think that we, by our own talents and abilities and efforts, can produce real revival. Real revival is from the Lord. You can fake it, but you can't make it. And we have had lots of fake revivals. And what is a fake revival? It's a revival that people uh, are producing themselves. I will never forget. Uh, this was probably around the two, year 2000. And uh, I, I went to some revival services where a, a friend of mine was preaching. And um, I went there and there were a lot of manifestations. There was a lot of people shouting and jumping and so on. And I've been in revival meetings where that sort of thing was happening. And my spirit was edified and I was refreshed. But that night, I was my spirit was grieved so deeply. I still remember, it's probably been 20 years ago or more, that I left that revival meeting that night. And, and on the inside, I was saying, if this is revival, I want nothing to do with it. Well, it was a fake revival. It was a revival that had been humanly manufactured. It was a work of, of the flesh. And what had happened, as I look back in retrospect, some of the people uh, from that congregation had gone to a place where there was a, a, a revival and probably a genuine revival taking place. And they came back and they decided we're going to have a revival. And so uh, instead of a revival that was craved down, it was one that had been worked up. Oh, my friends, if this nation, if your nation, some of you are listening in Ireland, some in England, some in Pakistan, this is true of any nation. If our nation is going to be changed, it's going to have to be a revival that is a work of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes in answer to sincere, believing prayer where we recognize our own need for Him, where we no longer have confidence in our own abilities, in our own flesh, but where we have come to the place that we know we have to lean hard on Him. And if God, if you don't do it, it's not going to be done. And I'll, I'll leave you with this passage of Scripture. Uh, I believe it is Matthew chapter chapter 4, verse 3, but don't, don't hold me to that because I didn't know I was going to quote this. But Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now we know from the gospel that the kingdom of God is related to the power of God, the rule of God, the reign of God. And Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, if you're poor, you don't have very much of it. So how can the poor in spirit be blessed? And theirs is the kingdom of God. Well, here's how. 
here, here's my paraphrase, my translation of this. Blessed are those who realize how much they need God. Blessed are those who realize how much they need God. For theirs is the kingdom and the power of God. When we come to the place we realize we can no longer trust in ourselves, we may have the we may be a church where we have the most beautiful singers, the greatest musicians, the greatest preacher. But if we are trusting in those things and not in the living God, we will be like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal, as Paul spoke about in 1 Corinthians 13. We will just be making a lot of noise, nice noise, but absence the real spirit and presence and power of God that will change lives. I'm Eddie Hyatt. Hey, this series, we're calling it Characteristics of a Heaven-Sent Revival. Oh, this is what we need. Let's be praying, folks. Let's join with me. Let's be praying for real Heaven-Sent Revival in this hour. Who knows what God will do in and through all of us. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. A lot of resources there. Check out the course that I have produced, the textbook, 2,000 Years of Charismatic Christianity. And the textbook, I'm sorry, that's the textbook, and the study guide and teaching manual that is called Revival History. But it also says underneath the, the title Revival History that it is a study guide for 2,000 Years of Charismatic Christianity. You may want to take that and you may want to begin to teach it. You may want to form a group in your home or, or a, a church or wherever and teach this course on the history of revival movements throughout the history of the church. Well, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we continue talking about characteristics of a heaven-sent revival. God bless you.